0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, I have some stunning new UFO images to tell you about. I've been busy here in Puerto Rico, and uh, I just posted these on the Internet, and so you are literally going to be one of the first people in the world to see this. Um, if you watched my... I guess, 16-minute video report that I did last year on OUFOs. You might recall that I featured a man named Daniel Matos-Velez. And uh, he is a native of Puerto Rico. He's also a descendant of the Taino Indians, the indigenous people here in Puerto Rico. And he has a special gift for summoning these UFOs or OUFOs, whatever they may be, U.S.O.s, a lot of these designations are just based upon how they happen to be behaving at the time one sees them. But uh, he has a very spiritual connection to these beings, and, and that's how he talks about them. He says they're, they're beings of energy, and they, they travel within these forms. So, um, in the the OUFO video, you you see him talking about sort of meditating in various ways before um, often just putting up his camera without even looking and just shooting some pictures or some video and kind of blindly getting some of these astounding things. And uh, one thing that I I really love about Daniel is that um, his his English is very poor and, and so is my Spanish. And so... Um, we, we usually need some kind of a translator there uh, to help us out. Um, but you, when you talk to him, he just has such a genuine sincerity about him. He's a very warm, caring soul. And he takes just about all these images on his cell phone, and then you know he'll show me the actual raw file on his phone, and then he'll ask me to take out my phone, And uh, we do a Bluetooth connect, and I get his original images straight off of his phone onto my phone. So it's not like that, you know, this is getting uh, scrubbed in in some way through some software program. Um, I'm getting it, you know, the direct file from him. And I have many of his images, and uh, they're some of the most interesting I've ever seen. In fact, one image that I have from him, it's actually a, a, a piece of video. I think it might be the only footage ever captured certainly to my knowledge showing an actual craft coming out of the water and it looks really weird it doesn't look like you would expect uh that's in my O U F O video that you can find and i'll tell you in a minute how how to see all that stuff so anyway um when i i first met daniel uh i don't know several years ago i i'm i'd say it's probably been you know like four five years ago, I don't recall exactly, but uh, my buddy C. Eric Scott, filmmaker, was down here in Puerto Rico, which was great, because he had all the big fancy cameras, and then I I heard about this fella, Daniel Metas-Velez, and um, we arranged to meet with him and his wife. Daniel works as a lifeguard on the beach, which is right in line with his personality because I told you he's a person who uh, just really wants to be uh, helpful. He's just a really caring guy and I can see him being, uh, you know, the great uh, model for a life uh, a lifeguard down there at the Boca beach here in Cabo Rojo. And so um when you're a lifeguard though, most of the time you're not saving any lives. So you're kind of sitting around and a rather boring environment so he has a lot of time on his hand uh, on his hands in order to um, to shoot video and take pictures of this hot spot the Boqueron Beach so um, and, and of course there, I could go on and on as you can imagine about why this is a UFO hotspot. but it is interesting to me that if you if you draw a line southwest from the Boquerone Beach it takes you right down toward uh parts of central and south america where the mayans always talked about having their encounters and experiences with these craft and these beings and so you know maybe it's part of that pathway that highway but anyhow after i first met daniel you know eric and i went over there we interviewed him he gave me a bunch of pictures and then at that time i wasn't sure what to do with all this stuff i was still in the middle of my research and um at some point, I, I guess I got back to the States, and I was trying to get in touch with him. And his wife contacted me, and she either sent me an email or a text, and she told me that he was terribly ill. Now, Daniel, uh, I, I'd say, you know, he, he he seemed to me to be a very healthy man uh, i would imagine that he's maybe in his late 40s early 50s something like that and so i was surprised that he was ill she said that he was in the hospital basically my understanding is he was in a coma with uh, encephalitis which is an inflammation of the brain very serious stuff and instantly it reminded me of some of these people from the mothman stories who would encounter mothman or other ufos and then they would have some kind of a medical problem they would get some conjunctivitis where their eyes would swell up and and get all red and inflamed or something like that and i was like man i wonder if if daniel you know was too exposed to to the energy of these things and you know something bad happened to him and then uh so we were out of touch for a long time and I I tried to to contact her and I wasn't getting any response and for a, a while I didn't know if he was alive or dead honest to god And then thankfully last year uh he contacted me through Twitter and uh said that he was he was fine and he had some more stuff to share with me and so I put him in touch with investigator Ellis You've heard me talk about Ellis a lot. Ellis is a native of Puerto Rico, and he's fluent in both English and Spanish. And Ellis and I have been working together for years on research here in Puerto Rico. And I said, uh, you know, please talk to Ellis, and that way I'll be sure that we're communicating accurately here. So he and Ellis have been in touch. And so, you know, I just got back here to Puerto Rico last month and ellis said that he'd been talking quite a bit with daniel and he said that daniel um really wanted to thank me and i was like oh yeah why is that well when his wife contacted me she asked me to pray for him and i said of course i'll I'll pray for him well daniel said that when he was in his room on uh, death's door that a being of light appeared in the room and said, you're going to be fine. And I want you to know that Joshua Warren is praying for you. That gives me goosebumps hearing that. I mean, just, Oh, just thinking about that. It's, it's it's an astounding concept. And he said that, you know, he was so thankful for me and everybody else who had prayed for him. And, uh, and it turns out that he was in the neighborhood. So, Just a couple nights ago, um, he and Ellis and I all got together at a bar. And uh, it was just the three of us sitting at the bar. It was great to see Daniel again. We uh, embraced, and uh, he seems to be just right back to his old, healthy, normal self, which is wonderful. He's kind of like a shaman, as a matter of fact. Um he has that kind of energy and so it was hard to imagine him being uh in that coma but anyway so he sits down and he starts telling me all these things and i i already knew a bunch of stuff of course was happening here in puerto rico uh, before during and after the devastating hurricane maria but uh he was telling me that these beings they are not only more active But he is receiving messages and they're telling him that there are more major things that are going to happen here and not all of them are going to be good so i'm sorry to have to report that but that is the truth that is what daniel told me and then he starts breaking out uh images um one image comes from an interesting source daniel did not capture this one himself but um There are lots of workmen here from the states that are trying to get the electrical grid back up and running. And, I mean, they actually shipped their big vehicles over here with all the equipment. You'll be going down the road, and you'll look over, and you'll see a truck that has a license plate. This is Georgia or North Carolina or Florida or whatever. Um, And that's pretty uncommon out here because, you know, again, we're 1,000 miles out in the middle of the ocean. So you usually don't see a license plate from another state um and so uh, a bunch of these workmen they have kind of uh, a little shanty town as, as I've heard uh, that's on the Bocarone beach it's a little village that they're living in where they have their meals provided for them and uh, various other services like laundry and, and whatnot and so uh y- these are are a bunch of workmen who are pretty much sitting around on the beach when they're not working and uh relaxing and gazing off and apparently uh right after maria there was a mass sighting of this huge steven spielberg-esque close encounters of the third kind type ship uh hovering over the water there at the in the Bocarome bay and one of these guys whipped out his phone and got a picture I'm sure it may may have had uh, we may have more images than this this, than just this one but this is the one that fell into uh, Daniel's hands showing I mean this huge big row of lights um, that are part of the same object apparently floating over the water Um, it's an impressive photograph but beyond that um daniel he said that um you know there were there are lots of helicopters flying around here and you know there the fema stuff is um is still very much hot and bustling i mean there's uh, billions of dollars being spent here and at one point daniel was on the beach and a helicopter flew by and so he shot this footage of the helicopter and then upon review he actually captured one of these silvery objects shooting right by the helicopter. And that's really fantastic because when you have the helicopter there, it gives you some some context. It gives you some kind of scale that you can start to look at in terms of analyzing how big this thing may have been and how fast it was going. This object goes by this helicopter so quickly that it literally passes... In less than a second. I, I looked at it on my video editing program, and I it, I got it in three frames. There's a frame of it bef- before it gets to the helicopter. There's a frame of it right over the helicopter, and then there's a frame of it just having passed the helicopter. So you, you, you wonder when you see stuff like that, like, I mean, this is obviously some kind of a silvery, metallic probe-like object, and you wonder how... Is this technically possible for this thing to be traveling so quickly? Um, I mean, it's not creating a sonic boom. It's not creating a shockwave that disturbs disturbs the helicopter. Um, you know, what kind of exotic technology is this? It doesn't seem to be restricted by the laws of physics or what we understand about aeronautics or any of that stuff. And it reminds me of, you know, the podcast I left recently where I was talking about the Voyager 1 space probe, which is the farthest man-made object from Earth. It's outside of the solar system right now. And how that uh, they said that that thing is traveling 10 miles per second. So if it went by you, you wouldn't even see it. And therefore, it makes you wonder if we are being visited by people from... I don't know, other systems, other dimensions, maybe a combination of those. Uh, they're used to traveling really, really, really fast. And so they may be uh, zipping around us all the time and we just don't even see it. You know, And occasionally we capture one like this one because it's going slow enough to show up on our crude little imaging devices, our cell phones and stuff. Um, we need to do a lot more work Uh, shooting high speed up in the sky, you know, and slowing it down and and seeing what's flying around us. But anyway, um, that's fascinating. I I just uh, informed C. Eric Scott about that today. He is a a film school graduate. He's a professional photographer, and so he's helping in the analysis of that, and I'll let you know what, what comes of that. Also, I mean, there's an image of, there's this big boomerang-shaped UFO that's been seen flying around the hills, around the bay here. Um, Daniel has a picture of that he took. Uh, Numerous other images. And uh, also, he brought with him a flute, a -a one-of-a-kind hand-carved flute that he uses in, is sometimes in his meditation, when he is requesting an appearance from one of these objects and um, and that was an honor to have him play the the flute and the whole evening ended with him giving me all these images, telling me that I can do with him whatever I want, telling me that I'm working uh, with the 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 powers of the universe that want this information out there um that i'm you know acting as a messenger just like he is and that this is part of our destiny to help get the word out to share all this stuff and to share it with you freely and that's what i'm doing right now we went outside and he gave me a blessing and he said you know when you go to las vegas you're going to reach a lot of people out there and this is going to be a very significant time for you to share the message and share all this with everybody so It was just a very inspirational and positive evening. And so listen, if you want to see these latest images, I just got them uploaded. Here's what you do. You know that we have a big observatory here called the Arecibo Observatory. And so um, one of my websites is areciboproject.com, A-R-E-C-I-B-O, project.com eraseboproject.com if you go there then right at the top of the home page you will see a link there that says update you know new ufo images from daniel matos felez and you can click that link and it will take you to this brand new page where you can scroll down and you can look at the images, uh, you can look at the video footage. If you click on most of the images, then they will uh, expand into a larger view. If, if you want to get a, a closer look, uh, you, know, you want to you analyze these things and email me, that's fine. You know, my website is joshuapwarren.com. You'll find my email address there and all the ways to contact me. So it's very exciting. To have something brand new and breaking that I can share with you like this. Now, I'm I have to do a radio show tonight. I'm going to be on the Kevin Cook show, so I am trying to uh, again reserve my voice here a little bit. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, wind down this podcast. But I will tell you this: um, I finally finished my book called "Finding Your Magic," and "Finding Your Magic" is how to hack. Reality through lucid living. And uh, a lot of people have been emailing me saying, When can I read this book? Well, let me explain something to you about this book. Um, For one thing, I wrote this uh, with the intention of self publishing it from the very beginning because this information is too valuable, too sensitive for me to hand over to an editor that I don't trust or whatever necessarily and and let them uh, potentially change it or warp it in some way. So I never even considered allowing anybody else to to publish this. Never crossed my mind that I would do that. So this is going to be something that's generated exclusively from me that I I own all the rights to it. Nobody else gets to have any say-so in this manuscript other than myself. Because I'm publishing it myself, here's how I'm going to release it. I'm only going to do one printing of this book. And that printing is going to be debuting at my big event in Vegas May 16th, 17th, and 18th of this year. So the only way to get a copy of this book in print is going to be to attend my event and on the last day of the event, everybody is going to line up and I'll sign their copy for them and we'll take a picture and you will you will have this one-time product in your hands, a printed copy of Finding Your Magic. And uh, then that night, we're going to all go to the casino and win a lot of money. That's the plan. Um, now even though i'm only doing one printing later on this year i will finally release this but only as an ebook so sometime before the end of the year it will be made available as an ebook but never again available uh, in printed form so anybody who comes to the event is going to have this special edition signed by me and It will be the only time that you'll ever be able to get this in printed form. So uh, that's exciting. And that's why um, if you have any, any sense whatsoever that you are drawn to be there, that this is meant for you, I hope that you will be one of the 100 people who comes to Las Vegas and spends three days with me having your mind blown and learning things that you've never even thought about and meeting so many cool like-minded people from all over the place uh, it's just you know it, it's going to be the, the ultimate experience a one-time only event uh, all that information of course is uh, at youwillmanifest.com or you can just uh, if you go to my website joshuapwarren.com you'll find a link there at the top So, okay, that's it for now. Also at joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. And if you click that link, you'll see different ways you can subscribe or you can also follow me on Twitter, and then I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.